This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void or prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Hello everyone and welcome to a special edition of Finsider Daily right here on the Finsider, part of the SB Nation Network. And on today's episode, we preview the Miami Dolphins' Week 3 dress rehearsal versus their interstate rivals, the Jacksonville Jaguars. How will the important camp battle shape up and which players will continue to have a chance at making the ever-elusive 53-man roster? All of this and more on today's episode of Finsider Daily. And hello everyone and welcome back to another special edition of Finsider Daily. I am your host Josh Houts. You can follow me on Twitter at at Houts, H-O-U-T-Z. And I am once again joined by my trusty, my adorable co-host, my newborn daughter Aria. She is in my arms. She is having trouble sleeping. It is right now 3.17 a.m. Yes, the guy with the newborn daughter is the one that got roped into doing two podcasts this week. Thank you Sutton. I know you have 55 kids. Thank you, Kanata. I know you're doing a million different things for Pro Football Network. But at making me, a new father of two, record two podcasts in a week where his wife just gave birth, that is very messed up, guys. You will be hearing from Dad. HR will be in contact because this is ridiculous. But enough talk about me. Today is the Miami Dolphins Week 3 dress rehearsal with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It's going to be very interesting to see how this matchup shapes up. We know Nick Foles could start. He was the big signing for the Jacksonville Jaguars this offseason. Please forgive me if I say Jaguars weird. I have a speech impediment or something of the sort. I struggle to say words like that and squash and wash. And there's lots of different words that come out of my mouth that I just don't even know what I'm saying. But again, enough talk about me. Let's look at Let's look ahead to the Miami Dolphins matchup with the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the first thing we need to look at is how some of these very important camp battles will shape up. We know by many accounts, Ryan Fitzpatrick will get the start versus Jacksonville. We know he is currently the clubhouse leader. I'm not even sure this was a real competition all along. 
They said the right things. They gave Josh Rosen a chance. But if you're basing it off of this preseason, it is hard to sit here and say without a shadow of a doubt that Ryan Fitzpatrick was the better quarterback. We know that he is the veteran. We know that he is 37 years old, the Harvard graduate. We saw that video come out yesterday evening. He was asked several questions by the Miami Dolphins official website. Some of his answers were great. He is a very likable guy. We know that he will have some huge games. The guy is a gunslinger, goes out there with a YOLO mentality. I think he is the right quarterback. I know I might get flack for this. I think he is the right quarterback to start the season with that brutal schedule behind that offensive line. Let Josh Rosen learn. Let Josh Rosen come in after the bye, after the Miami Dolphins. Already took their beating from four playoff caliber teams. But again, if you're going to sit here and try to tell me that he was above and beyond Josh Rosen throughout preseason, throughout training camp, throughout OTAs, that is hard for me to believe, especially based off of everything that we've seen. Josh Rosen has gotten better each and every day. It'll be in, in just several hours. But again, the quarterback competition appears to be over. Ryan Fitzpatrick will most likely start the season. Nothing has been confirmed yet, but that is the way I see this shaping up. Hopefully, Josh Rosen can do enough in this Week 3 game. Hopefully, next week he can do enough to solidify himself as a starter. But I think this is Ryan Fitzpatrick's team, at least early on in the 2019 season. we got to look ahead at the running back, and this is a position that's been up and down. We know Kenyon Drake is in a walking boot, so we're not really going to touch on that there. Kalen Balaj appears to be RB1, and I know I make jokes all offseason long. I don't believe... Kalen Balaj is that world beater that many expect that he is. But I do think that he is going to be the starting running back when the season starts. I do think that he is the best candidate there behind him. Obviously, taser man Mark Walton. The guy is most likely getting suspended. Uh, lots of his film last week, he was running into the back of his offensive lineman. Didn't quite look as explosive as many believe. As Personally, I mean, I'm a huge Mark Walton fan. I thought he was going to take some snaps away. From Joe Mixon in Cincinnati a, a year back. Obviously that did not happen. Several arrests this offseason. So to think that he is not going to end up on Roger Goodell's naughty list would be very naive. That leaves Patrick Laird, a guy who, you know, C.K. Parrott, one of the more well-respected Dolphins uh, analysts out there. You know, he talked about Patrick Laird before many others even knew who he was. This is a guy that, I mean, it's very easy to compare him to Rex Burkhead and Danny Woodhead. Uh, but he is a guy that should have an impact in this offense, is a better pass catcher than many believe, and I think he's going to have a role. He will be on that 53-man roster despite what some believe. Miles Gaskins is a guy that is on the fringe. I think he was drafted late seventh round, so he is a guy that the Dolphins don't have a huge investment in. I think he's a guy that has explosive potential and could end up on the Dolphins practice squad. Could be a piece if Kenyon Drake heads for bigger and greener pastures this offseason when he is a free agent. But again, running back, one of the Dolphins' stronger positions. you got to like what they have there. Can't forget AAF, single-game rushing record holder, Kenneth Farrow. Uh, he's a guy that, again, I don't know if he'll make the 53-man roster. Not even sure if he is uh, practice squad eligible. But the Dolphins have some decisions to make there at running back, and I think whether or not Kenyon Drake is healthy, week one will have a lot to do with that. Cannot forget Chandler Cox. The Dolphins finally have a fullback. A big, crushing fullback that likes to open up gaping holes. That is the man. That is the myth. That is Chandler Cox. He will make the 53-man roster. That is without question. We turn our attention to the offensive line, and this is going to be 
the most intriguing matchup of the evening, I do believe. We know that uh, Jacksonville's defense is very good. We know they almost meant to the Super Bowl behind that defense. You look over it, Marcel Darius, Calais Campbell, Quincy Williams. Um, we know they got Miles Jack. We know they got Josh Allen in the draft this year. Uh, Yannick Nagoku. I'm not sure I said that name right. Probably not. But the Jaguars' defense is one of the better units in the entire NFL. For as, much, for as disappointing as Blake Bortles was, I mean, that defense is special. And I think they're going to get back on track this year. I love Miles Jack. I think the Dolphins are going to have their hands full. But we look at the offensive line and we know, again, musical chairs. We keep using that word all offseason long. Laramie Tunsil will be the starting left tackle. Next to him, it will be rookie Michael Dieter. Daniel Kilgore will be at center. Right guard will be the rookie Shaq Calhoun. And the right tackle will be Jesse Davis. There's lots of bodies there. I mean, there's still a chance that that could shape up differently. I don't think Jordan Mills is going to be in the starting rotation. That would be in the Dolphins and Ryan Fitzpatrick slash Josh Rosen's best interest. He is a legit turnstile. Will Holden was picked up off waivers earlier in the year from Arizona. We know the Cardinals have a abysmal offensive line, so if he cannot at least be added there as depth or kept there as depth, I don't know what he can do for this team. We know Isaiah Prince has uh, has potential. He's a little bit too raw at this point in his career. He's a guy that I do believe can be a starting right tackle in the NFL, one of those mid-tier guys. Aaron Montero, another rookie, guy that kind of came on a little bit at the end of last game. Starting to hear his name throughout camp. He's a guy to keep a watchful eye on. Chris Reed. You got Zach Stirrup. So there are some there's some depth there, but not very good depth. And it's still a work in progress. To sit here and say that the Miami Dolphins offensive line is solidified would be, again, a bit naive. But I do think that the starting rotation will be what I said. Tunsil, Michael Dieter, Daniel Kilgore, Shaq Calhoun, and then Jesse Davis, a right tackle. Tight end, Mike Jasicki. I mean, that is a guy that we all hope can just turn it on this year. Very, very disappointing as a rookie. Durham Smythe, an Anthony Vassano type tight end. Nick O'Leary, maybe the best overall blocker, pass catcher, etc. Clive Walford. I mean, who could forget him? Uh, but Clive Walford, I mean, this is a guy that could make the roster. He should be battling with a spot with Dwayne Allen, who, again, like some of these other guys, have familiarity with that coaching staff. And we talked about the tight end position. Now we have to turn our attention to what I believe could be one of the strongest groups on the entire offense, on the entire roster. And that is the receiving core. I've said before that I do believe a guy or two will be cut from this roster, picked up by another team and likely to start in 2019. You know Devontae Parker. He's obviously nursing an injury. That's kind of what he does. Jakeem Grant, there's very few players in the NFL with that type of skill set. The Miami Dolphins must see that because they just locked up the 26-year-old ascending talent to a four-year, $24 million contract. That is $6 million per year. That is absolutely a steal. For a homegrown talent, you see the change in philosophy at the top. Well done, Chris Greer. I do think they see big play potential out of him. I think in this New England-style offense, he's going to be a legit playmaker and make plays all throughout the season. Kenny Stills, a guy that we know all the off-the-field issues, uh, you know the, the different things surrounding him. I completely support Kenny. I think what he's doing is right, and I hope he is a Miami Dolphin for many, many years. Albert Wilson, I will tell you each and every day that he is my favorite receiver on this roster, maybe even the, my favorite player on the entire roster. I think he has the potential to be the best and most explosive talent. If you're looking at a fantasy football guy, 
I think Albert Wilson is going to do huge things. You saw a little bit of it in that Oakland game. He can run with the ball after the catch. He can throw touchdown passes. Remember the high five with Jakeem Grant. I mean, this guy is a special player, and you just hope he's healthy because if he's healthy, the entire offense will be much better off. Preston Williams, the glitch, who, who can forget about him? I mean, he had one of the best debuts by an undrafted free agent ever of all time. You know, you can think of Victor Cruz and what he did in the preseason. Preston Williams lit the world on fire. He is a true number one wide receiver. We don't know how quickly that talent will, uh, you know, translate to the NFL game, but... But we know that he does have the potential to be a legit receiver. I think if he can become that number one receiver that we did all expect Devontae Parker to eventually become, this offense would be much better off. So you look over this list, you know Trent Irwin. Um, you look over this list, you know you got Trent Irwin. You got Alan Hearns. You got Bryce Butler. You got Reese Horn. You got these different guys. Isaiah Ford. They're all kind of battling for the same spot. I don't know how many wide receivers the Dolphins will keep on the roster. But looking at it now, a very good guy is going to get cut and picked up by another team. We know how good Jacksonville's secondary is. It is anyone's guess as to whether or not Jalen Ramsey will start, you know, if any of those safeties will start. But the Dolphins have their hands full offensively because they've looked anemic throughout the offseason, throughout much of preseason. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up with a pretty good Jacksonville defense. We now turn our focus to the defensive side of the football, and we know that Brian Flores is a defensive-minded coach. We know that he's doing special things over there, developing talent. One of those guys that stand out most is Charles Harris. And I did a cut up on Charles Harris, and this guy looks like he just, I said it earlier in the year, he space jammed Cameron Wake. He took his powers and looks like a legit pass rusher. Yes, he was going against inferior talent against Tampa Bay, but, I mean, this guy was bullying offensive linemen. I think he has the potential to be a very good defensive end, a very good pass rusher this year. Opposite of him, Tank Carradine, a guy that's kind of resurgent, having a pretty good season. Uh, preseason, you know, he's starting to flash. He has that potential to be a pass rusher, a starting pass rusher in this defense. Up front, though, Christian Wilkins. I mean, this guy's occupying two bodies each and every play. He's kind of that Ndamukong Sue in the middle there, opening things up for Devon Godshaw, for Vincent Taylor, for these other guys, this, these depth pieces, you know. They got Akeem Spence. They got Joey Mbu. So there's different players there that I do think will have potential to make the 53-man roster. And if they don't make an impact this year, will absolutely make an impact in the future. Ledbetter, Dwayne Hendricks. I mean, Hendricks was flashing in each and every game. So a unit that many believe, you know, might be scarce of talent, complete opposite. I think that front four is one of the stronger units. I do think they could bring in another legit pass rusher, but we're starting to see guys like Nate Orchard up here. Uh, again, Charles Harris looks like a world beater right now. I don't know if that uh, will, if he'll sustain that type of success, but what Brian Flores and his coaching staff have done with some of these talented players, with some of these guys with potential, you love to see, and I do think this defense is going to be one of the best units in the NFL sooner rather than later. And I say best as any top five, top ten unit. I think the defense is clearly ahead of the offense. Hopefully they can go out there and shut down Jacksonville. You know, they got Leonard Fournette. You know, they got DJ Chark on the outside. They brought in Nick Foles. They now have a legit quarterback there. So I do think this offense is going to be a lot better than what we saw with Blake Bortles at the helm. It'll be nice to see how the Dolphins match up. The linebacking core, I mean, who can sit here and say Sam McGuavin has not looked like one of the best, if not the best, linebacker on the roster, aside from uh, Jerome Baker, who, again, is an ascending talent. He is going to be a superstar in this league. You see him all over the tape. I mean, he's literally in the backfield on every single play. Jerome Baker is going to be special. I think this is year he takes that to the next level. Obviously, the Dolphins' best linebacker behind him. Rayquan McMillan's hurt. Kiko Alonso is hurt. 
Uh, I kind of jokingly said when those two get back to health, it's going to be a race to see who can get back in that starting lineup because you're not taking a Guavin out, not based on what he's done this offseason. You cannot take him out. You know, Trey Watson's right there behind him. AVG's slowly progressing. You know, they got Quentin Pauling. They got Chase Allen, DeLuca. They got different guys there. Uh, I didn't even mention Hanks. Uh, they, they got... They got some pretty good depth at linebacker, and that's something that's more than we have seen in recent years. I do think, I mean, I'm a huge Baquan stan. Omar jokingly said that he's going to get traded to the Jets. I would cry if that happened. Maybe not really, but I do think Jerome Baker, Rayco McMillan, and Kiko Alonso uh, could be that starting unit. I think Kiko Alonso is a better guy against a run than, than many of these guys, but Sam McGuavin, you cannot take him out of that lineup. It's going to be a race to see who comes back from injury. Jerome Baker, Sam McGuavin, I do think those are the guys kind of solidified right now in that starting rotation. We'll see which Kiko or Raekwon comes back healthy. We'll see how some of these other guys shape up, which guys can maybe be stashed on the practice squad. But the front seven is is a world beater right now. I mean, it's a unit that's young. There's plenty of potential there. You know, maybe it won't translate to the 2019 season, but I think for the sustainable future, for, for for the future success of the Miami Dolphins, that front seven is going to be one of their stronger units. Once they weed through those guys that have been hurt, once they weed through some of those guys that, you know, again, can be stashed on the practice squad and, and maybe have a career later down the line in this in Miami. We then touch on the secondary. We know that uh, TJ McDonald and Rashad Jones are both in battling injury. We know Minka Fitzpatrick was starting to play a little bit of strong safety. His mom did not like that. Rashad Jones is back in the lineup. I'm not sure of T.J. McDonald's health, but uh, T.J. McDonald and Rashad Jones both suited as strong safeties. Both will see a role in that Dolphins secondary, both in that Dolphins defense. You know, they like to use that dime package. We see lots of that in New England, five, six defensive backs. That is what you're going to see. You're probably going to see Rashad Jones, Bobby McCain, and T.J. McDonald in the lineup at the same time. We know Minka Fitzpatrick's being moved all throughout. He's probably better suited on the boundary, move inside on nickel on, on third down sets. You know, when they bring in the slot corner or slot receiver, you know, maybe they bring in Minka Fitzpatrick in the slot when they bring in those, those, uh, and you know, maybe they'll bring Minka, maybe Minka Fitzpatrick will play on the boundary, then I'll move inside. Maybe that's where he's best suited. But right now they got Eric Rowe listed as the number two cornerback. We know Xavier Howard is the true shutdown corner. He will follow the team's number one wide receiver all throughout. Uh, Cornell Armstrong, Jamal Wiltz, Torrey McTire, Jalen Davis. So there's different guys there that are slowly building a name for themselves. It'll be interesting to see how this, this secondary plays out because I don't know that the Dolphins have a true number two defensive back. Again, I think Minka Fitzpatrick would be best suited on the outside. But they're going to give Eric Rowe every opportunity to seize that, seize that chance. You know, Eric Rowe is a guy that is young. He has familiarity with his coaching staff, a guy that was well-regarded coming out of college. He's looked decent throughout preseason, so you hope that starting lineup can be Xavier Howard, Eric Rowe, Minka in the slot, and then you'll see how that shapes up behind him. But the Dolphins def definitely need help at corner. I think it's one of the weakest units on the roster, and it's going to be interesting to see, you know, which guys they target after these roster cuts are made because there's no way that they're going into the season with this group of defensive backs. They're definitely going to add some depth whether it be via trade, on the waivers, maybe a guy that's already out there in free agency, please God, not Brent Grimes. I joke Brent Grimes will never be back in Miami. But, you know, there's there's enough pieces on the defense to feel great about the future, to think that they can kind of rise up into that top 15 in the league this season and then build upon that next year, get those pieces in with all those draft picks, all that cap space, and build a real juggernaut for the future. 
you know, punt return, you see the kick return, man. I mean, that's going to be Jakeem Grant, fastest player on the roster. No surprise there. We know that the New England Patriots released Ryan Smith, their punter. Matt Hawk has been awful, so I do think there could be a roster move made there. Uh, you know, there's clearly the New England ties, so maybe Ryan Smith ends up in Miami. Maybe he is the punter to, to finally supplant Matt Hawk because that guy has been hanging on by a thread for the last several seasons. Jason Sanders, there's nobody in the NFL. You know, okay, maybe uh, Justin Tucker and Steven Guskowski and some of those other guys, but he is one of the, the most... He is a sure thing. He is a guy that just doesn't miss. He's automatic for mo for the most part. And he is a guy that Dolphin fans, you know, you don't even worry about the kicker position because right now Jason Sanders is absolutely money. I spell his name with a money sign at the beginning. That is Jason Sanders. Overall, you know, the Dolphins are a young team. There's plenty of potential there. I I'm, I'm intrigued to see how they match up against the Jacksonville Jaguars because a few years ago, you know, they were in, in the hunt. They were one game away from making the Super Bowl. I think if maybe they had Nick Foles at the time, you know, they probably would have been in the Super Bowl. There's plenty of pieces there for the Jacksonville Jaguars to um, be a contender in the AFC South. We all know the Miami Dolphins are most likely not competing this year in the AFC East. So it'll be interesting to see how they match up with Ryan Fitzpatrick as a starting quarterback in this dress rehearsal. This is the closest thing to the NFL regular season that you're going to get, folks. So enjoy it. I'm sure plenty of us will be overreacting on Twitter. But, you know, tonight is the night. This is the closest thing to the NFL regular season. This is our dress rehearsal. For this episode of Finsider Daily, I'm your host, Josh Houts. I'll talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Everybody, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, 
just go to cars.com. It's magical.